you're listening to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm your host, Fleur Lonsdale, and if you're looking to create incredible courage, resilience, and unshakable belief in yourself, then this podcast is for you. Each episode, I'll be interviewing incredible adventurers, athletes, and entrepreneurs to dig deep into the strategies and tools they use to create unwavering courage and belief, so that you can learn how to never give up on your goals and achieve the life of your dreams. Welcome to this week's episode with Irina Jenny, who is a professional wave kite surfer and a seriously rad woman she is. And in this episode, we talk about the challenges that she faced as a growing woman and being told that maybe being a professional athlete wasn't really the way that she should go with her career. Now, we talk about all things scary and fun and the inspiration that she got from kitesurfing and why she does it as well. But make sure to stick around till the end for her scary moments because they sure are pretty intense. Irina, welcome to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm so excited to have this chat with you and talk about all the things that you've been through and where you've come and where you are now. Um, But I would, first off, before we get started into your background, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your morning routine, if you have one? I have uh, different uh, morning routines, actually. Um, And my morning routines depends a bit on the place I am. So if I'm close to the sea, I love to go for a little stand-up paddle. Nice. If I am somewhere in nature, I love to do a little walk. Yeah. And if I am at home in the city, I like to do uh, the five Tibetans nice. uh, of yoga on my rooftop. Yeah. Cool. And anything else apart from a, like a little bit of exercise, is that the thing you do straight away as you wake up? Mm, a little bit of stretching, but that is, um, I do it, sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. And when you get back? Then um, I start to do my breakfast. I'm uh, someone who likes to eat really healthy. Nice. So usually I already cook something warm for breakfast. I change, um, I go for what I feel like. Nice. Listen I to really learn to listen to to my body and to to give it what it wants. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I love that. That's awesome. Cool. So why don't you give us a little bit about, about your background? Obviously, what got you started, um, you know, where you've come from, and yeah, get into a little bit. Yes. Um, well, um, I come from Switzerland, and I've always been like uh, a bit crazy, let's say, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked to climb, uh, like already when I was a, a little child, I liked to climb uh, climb up everywhere. Nice. It was kind of dangerous like for my parents. I had I was really lucky several times in my life that I didn't die. Um, there's one little example. I was um, climbing on the rooftop of our house, and I was jumping down. Like, Is yeah. this like a two-story rooftop? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like 
kind of three and a half meters high. Oh, okay, so single story. Yeah. Well, I guess it's, that's pretty high. <laughs> How old were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, I, I went down to the roof and then I was hanging. And then I swing out and jumped off. <laughs> How old were you? Four. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> so that was always, like, there, there were several challenges, like, they had with me. Also, we went with my father um, and my sister. We went off and to, we have, in the forest, we have this parkour where yeah. you can do sports exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, like, a similar thing I was climbing on something and I, I just didn't stop because it was so much fun for me like to, to fly through the air <laughs> so uh actually i was like my muscles got like really tired but uh, the adrenaline was too high to stop so i fell down and then i i couldn't breathe anymore so my father was like really in panic that i would die Whoa. so yeah i, I was kind of crazy and like always like to have the adrenaline and uh especially in sports good for you i guess that took you into sports (laughs) probably yes (laughs) so um yeah i mean tell us how you got into obviously i mean anything ocean i don't know if you started off with anything before kiting no actually well um my father used to be a really good skier and he also used to be a ski teacher. Mm-hmm. So we went, we always went to the mountains and uh, I started to snowboard pretty early and I loved to go like off pistes to, um, to powder, yeah. which is a bit similar to surf, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And um, and in summer holidays, we, we used to go to the sea. We used to camp at the sea, yes. And that's, I think that that's where um, actually the love to the ocean already started. Because my mother always said that um, they needed to take me out of the water because I didn't want to come out of the water, even though my lips were blue already because it was cold. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I love it. <laughs> and so your parents were quite sporty themselves, or was it just your dad? Yeah, my, my father was extremely sporty. And um, my father, uh, my mother was always like, um, let's say, over average. But she did like different things. Sure. She's just very active. And so how did you get into kiting? Um, yeah, that was um, a good friend of mine. I always, like, we always went uh, snowboarding together. Yeah. But then she lost a bit, like, the fun of it because um, get bored. She, we, we didn't move on, like, you yeah. know, we could what he could and we didn't challenge each other. Yeah. Like, and then... But then she was always, yeah, but, you know, always when we go, it's still good. And um, I'm always happy. 
after the day, you know, just keep on pushing me. And I, that's what I did. And then um, after a while, um, she said to me, you know what? Like, we finished university and we had a job. So she said, like, now we, we earn some money, you know. Do you know uh, what kite surfing is? You know, we, we could try it now because um, we, we have some money and, uh, you know, we could go somewhere and learn it. And, and then I was like, no, I've never heard about kite surfing. And then she showed me a video and I was what? We can go and learn that? Like, really? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good mate. Yes. And then, and then she said, yes, of course. Uh, we can go to Egypt. And then, you know, there it's a really nice place to learn. Everything is safe and stuff, and uh, just let's try, you know. And then I was like, yes, of course, I am full on. And I asked uh, my best friend, and um, so we went, the three of us, to oh, Egypt. Awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. And how did it go was, from there? Um, so we had... Uh, a really good teacher and at that time like even less girls were kiting mm -hmm. and um, so everybody was like a bit surprised to see three girls who want to kite sure. like there's no boyfriend who wants them to kite or there is no other Porsche it's just them yeah. who want to learn to kite yeah and um, yeah, from that point on, I was like, actually from the first time I had this kite and this bar in my hands, I was like, really, I want to, I want to learn that, you know, I want to do, I want to do it more. I, I kind of, I love it. Even though I was like, kind of a bit scared. Yeah. Um, because also at the beginning we had not like uh, personal um, teaching, we were in groups. Yeah. And uh, so I was the skinniest one of the group, so it was always kind of over overpowered. Oh yeah. <laughs> which is scary <laughs> enough as it is. Yeah. Well, which which made me um, riding quite fast. But yep. if you do a mistake, you yeah, yeah, you it hurts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so um, from that point on, I knew I'm for sure I gonna um, continue. So obviously, for those of you, for those of the people listening, um, you know you you're a big wave kite surfer now um you know doing competitions and having you know a really good experience and being you know an amazing female athlete which is amazing um what challenges have you faced along the journey of becoming that athlete yourself and yeah from that moment um i well actually one of the biggest challenges was probably that I, well, I just, kiting gave me so much, like, 
the year after I was already all all the holidays I had I was kiting <laughs> and I was like I don't know it's, it's a process of healing started kind of um, yeah. I I think I kind of lost myself through the years of studying and I kind of lost a bit the sport and everything and that that brought me back back to to me back to who I am sure. and um, and then I at the job there were some changes so I got three different offers like really good offers or the chance to say, um, you know what, I'm gonna take a break and I, I'm going for a world trip to kite. And then I was like, okay, now I can actually decide, do I decide for business career and money? Or do I decide for a happy life and kites and sports? what I actually always wanted. How old were you at this point? Um, that was with 33, I think. Okay, wow. So it's only when you were 33 that you sort of decided, I'm gonna go with kite surfing over my career and choose what I love. Yeah, yes. Wow, cause that's quite late, hey? Yes, <laughs> that's very late. And so what were your thoughts around that? Did you have any thoughts around that? Um, actually, I was, I didn't, I didn't go um, to this, um, th that was my own kite world tour. That was not competing. Okay. The first, like, three years ago. That was what I, yeah, what I actually really started to cut, to learn to kite. Sure. Um, um, and that was like, it was really not in my, my mind to, to ever be able to compete in that sport. Yeah. Like, really not. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really, I did it because um, I loved it. Yeah. Just because it, it made me feel amazing, insane, healthy. Like, you know, um, I just knew that I needed to 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 follow that inner voice yeah. and do it. Awesome. So what made you make the decision to, to choose, to go with it? Because most people may have done what they think they should have done, which is concentrate on their career and not go away and travel the world and <laughs> kind stuff. <laughs> like what made you what made you take the leap? Um it started a bit before because I was well actually I, I did an MBA and I was I was quite good in what in what I did like they asked me to do a PhD but I wanted to to work and I wanted to see how it how it's how it really is you know yeah. out there and then I started working and I was like I don't know I was kind of blue-eyed or I I just believe in the good of people, let's say like this. Mm -hmm. I'm not like I'm I'm not a politic 
politician or like is like you know I, I think strategically yeah but for the business and not against people you know what I mean yeah so um, I whenever I started feel this I got like really sad and I I still can't like Okay, now I know the reasons now, but I still can't understand why why people are like this, you know. It's like so I for me decided um, I would never never wanted to be like this and if working in that business has to be like this I will like never do that. So what did you experience exactly? Can you give us an example? Yes, um, it was like, it was like so much like pressure and concurrence like under each other that people started to give wrong information so that you, when if you go to a meeting that you, um, you will give wrong information to the upper bosses yeah. so that they think that, that you're not doing a good work. For example. Right, okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So the team was not a team. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really, really suffered under that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would have thought most people would suffer under that. And I think what's interesting actually is that a lot of people, especially in the corporate world, do live in a workplace that's similar to that, whether it's fighting for the next promotion or you know, just bad, bad workplace, um, I, I guess, communication and yes, friendliness. Yes, And I, I, like, now I really, really think that most of the people, like, probably nearly all of the people, like, suffer from that. Yeah. And it's, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like hierarchies, power and miscommunication, um, instead of just working together and let the people do what they can best, you know, and give give them peace and freedom in, in what they love to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a big it's a big thing these days, I think. But I think more people are realizing and there's more companies that actually yes. do really yes. look after their employees as well. It's definitely getting way better. Yes. yes. Which yes. is good. <laughs> we think. Anyway. <laughs> I would love for you to dig in. Obviously, we spoke before about, um, you know, you being a woman over your brother and your brother also being um, very athletic. How did you deal yes. with that when obviously deciding to travel? How did your parents feel about it? Or, yeah, was there anything that you want to dig into there? Yeah, for me, it was like, um, I think we, we can start when, when, when I was a child. Like, I was, as I said in the beginning, I was always this crazy one uh, with no fear and loved to have this adrenaline. And if I, if they gave me something, like, to play with, I would not stop until I'm able to do it, you know. Yeah. Like, I would not stop for hours, <laughs> for days, or like, yeah, I was just, I don't know. And, um, and then they... They pushed me as well, like I did 
um, different, like a lot of different kind of sports. Sure. Um, uh, actually, I wanted to be an ice hockey player. I wanted to be a goalkeeper. Oh yeah. Because we always, yeah, we always played street hockey. And um, but then uh, my parents said, no, you can't be an ice hockey, uh, ice hockey goalkeeper because you're a woman. It's not what women do, and there's like, you know. Wow. And then, and then, she was like, you, you can do like, you know, ice ballet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then okay, I was like, I did this ice ballet until, and I, but I decide my brother was doing ice hockey, so I was, I was every match he was playing, I was there, I was their mascot. And um, and then yeah, I did this um, ice ballet until until um, like the level you really need to get like private lessons, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then that that was you know that was too much. It's super expensive in Switzerland. Right. So at, after I I did many other things aside. So I wanted to. Um, I wanted to do um, gym, gymnastics, yeah. Yeah, I gymnastics. To do gymnastics. Yeah. Um, that was not possible. So then um, I, I decided I also did athletics. Yeah. And I was just without training, I was quite good in it. So the parents decided, okay, let's, I mean, let's push her in doing athletics. So I did athletics and then I, I made it to, um, to the podium of our state, actually. <laughs> so you've always been quite the competitive kind of badass kind of chick, you know? Yeah, I always, I, I just, I was not like competitive in that kind of, you know, I just was, I was like, I loved it, you know, I yeah. just, I wanted to get better and better and better and better, but uh, for me it was never like I want to beat someone. No, just competitive for yourself, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is even better. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so then I made that and then I would have needed, um, again, um, another, another club, another trainer. So it was, it was a game. It was the same game, you know. Um, yeah, the same actually happened after, before um, the ice ballet. I did rhythm sports gymnastic. The same happened there. So that I, I kind of, you know, I kind of always pushed, 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 yeah. and then I had, I had the, I came to an end. So why did it stop? Uh, because I would have needed like um, another trainer or like you know to go to a, so basically to the a, cost of it right as in how much it costs to get another trainer and a coach the, the time especially the time right like athletics is, is not that expensive okay so it was more of a time commitment that you didn't want to it, it was yeah it was a time commitment and that time commitment was like um Especially for my father, it was like, why should you give that time 
you know, to invest so much time in a, in a girl or in a woman if she, if there's any way, not a chance to ever earn money with that because she's a woman. Okay, so it delves into a lot more than it just being about time. It's actually the fact that you'd be putting in a lot of effort for something that wouldn't bring you in an income, essentially. Exactly. Right. And so how did that belief affect you? Because obviously that wasn't probably your belief. That was, I'm assuming, your parents' belief that stopped you yes. from, from pushing forward. I mean, after the several experiences, I, um, well, I, I kind of stopped, you know, because I, um, I, I put my effort into the studies and, um, I was, I was quite working quite hard in the lot beside my studies and I just, um, I didn't do a lot of sports anymore because I, yeah, I, you know, I started to believe that it, that it does not make sense for a woman. Right. And how did that make you feel? It made me, it made me sick, actually. Yeah. I can almost hear it in your voice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so... I got weak. I got weak. I got sick. I got, like, a yeah. lot of, um food intolerances, yeah. I, I, yeah, I get sick. I can imagine. It's your body fighting against what you want to be doing, right? Yes. It's amazing how much you can see it and you hear people's stories of when they get sick or when they have an illness or a disease turn up in their life. And it's often at a moment where they're not truly being themselves or they feel stress from being judged or not being able to fit in it's amazing how our mind plays games with our bodies and yes. you know it's crazy so I mean I'm guessing that was when you like you must have got into kite surfing soon after that or yeah um, that was like really like I think yeah just when we finished study studying and right. I got into like no it was a bit later actually because I because it was like six years ago so I finished studying with 26 so it was four years after studying oh okay so quite a long time so how long did you not really do sport and stuff for like well I never did like I always did something you know right. like I don't know, just running two times a week or okay. snowboarding or doing some yoga or stuff or, you know, going to the gym. Um, but just for me, th this was like not intense enough, probably, you know, I, I just, I, I also, I didn't have a, for me, like going to the gym is not fulfilling. I love the nature. I need to be yeah. outside. I'm, a, I'm an outdoor sports yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, I get that for sure. And, um, but after, um, after the studies, uh, when I got my first job, I started to do a lot more sport again. Okay. Um, so I started with 
three times a week, four times, five times a week. I was like, when I started kiting, I was super fit. Yeah, which helps. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and so, random question, but how obviously, obviously, you've you've been in business, and you know, you still work um, your job now, and you get to kite when you want. How do your parents feel about the way that you've designed your life now? They were like, um, my mother was scared like, for a long time. Okay. Scared for what she exactly? Was, she thought that I would lost track. She thought that I would um, end up with nothing. Okay. Uh, she was afraid that I would never come back to Switzerland. Okay. Like, um, all these things, and uh, which I can understand, from, like, from a mother's perspective. Yeah, mommy doesn't want uh, her little girl to run away. Yes. So, so she always wanted to give me, like, she always wanted me to come back and to, to actually, you know, um, to put me away from it, kind of. Sure. Um, my father, like, now my father is extremely proud. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was there, was there quite a few challenges with that, with, with your parents whilst going through that transition or the choices that you made with work and, and, and that? Um, say like a lot of challenges like my father like kind of totally agreed and was like super proud and because it was his his dream in life was always to do a lot of sports and not work so much so um, he probably sees himself in in my life now you know so he's he's very supportive and I'm very proud. And um, my mother is like, yeah, she just needed to needed some time to understand. And when she started to understand at, at first, she was like, yeah, well, okay, okay, but why don't you, I see now you need it and I see you, you fit in, in this world because I showed her some movies <laughs> of kiting. <laughs> And, um, and then she said, yeah, but okay, so why are you not just a kite teacher or you open a kite school in Switzerland, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then I was like, yeah, I am a kite teacher, but opening a kite school in Switzerland is, is quite, it's not that easy because, you know, the, we, we don't have so many windy days, so <laughs> Switzerland is not the best place to kite. So I, I would definitely not earn enough money even if I would do the best school. <laughs> Mom just wants you to stay at home, hey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, like, when you decided to take, your, take the leap of faith and getting into competing and stuff, did you have a mentor that sort of led you in the right direction? actually a kind of funny idea after um, 
we we had a party. Yeah, after a party in the morning, we had a big breakfast in Cape Town, and um, that was a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Susie Schwarztrauber, and she said that she wants to start to compete. And then, and then I was like, yeah, um, that's great. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then there was another friend of mine. We had this kind of breakfast that was like a women get together breakfast. Sure. And then she said like, uh, oh, well, there is a competition now in Cape Town. We should, uh, you know, we should sign in. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were, we were like, I was like, yeah, okay, why not, you know. We can do it. Like, it doesn't matter. I have nothing to lose, you know. Sure, yeah. And uh, and then I said to her, and for you, you know, it's it's a perfect training for um, if you want to do the cheeky, you know. And uh, then we did that. That was quite fun. <laughs> and then I told her to um, I, I I told her to to support her, you know. I told her I will. Um, I would go to Capo Verde with her to do this first stop of the Chique tour, and um, I would just be her coach, her trainer, and oh, cool. you know. And then, but then um, some people um, came to me and said, like, Irina, why don't you compete as well? Like, you're already there, you know. You you will know everything. What you need to do. Why don't you compete as well? And then I was like, yeah, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm not good enough or, I don't know, I never thought about it, actually. Sure, yeah. And then, uh, and I was like, just do it. And then I was like, okay, why not? <laughs> why not? I just do it. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> So yeah, and then, yeah, we, okay, so we signed in, <laughs> we went there together, and it was like, it was um, the greatest stop of the whole year, and, and the greatest stop of, I think, many times, because we were insanely lucky with winds and waves, like, we had really big waves. We had six meter waves. Wow. Yes, and that was like for my I mean <laughs> that was my first competition in a in a right wave. And how long had you been I, kiting for then? Um really kiting like more intense for three years. Okay. The years before I was you know, the first year it was four days. The second year, it was like from these four weeks, I holidays I had. You know, there there were not four weeks of wind, so sure. Yeah, and then, like in the in the third year, I I had well, I had kind of eight weeks of holidays, and then I had some more time to kite, but that's it. And then and then I did this war trip for nine months only kiting. Yeah, nice. You got pretty good then, hey? <laughs> Didn't stop, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the water the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it would have been rad. 
so tell me, I mean, your story kind of sounds like it was super easy, you know, you just decided to compete one day and, you know, turned out you're pretty good, <laughs> you know, turned out you really enjoyed it and it was, I guess it's been for the love of sport and I think kiting is so good like that, like so many adventure sports when you're outside and the kite community is, is a really great community as well. Um, yes. Like, obviously, there there must have been some times where you know you've you've been scared or maybe a little bit you know daunted around what's going on. Um, have you had any moments like that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I came to Capo Verde. We didn't have time to train at this spot, right? So because we just came there, like nearly directly from Cape Town. Right. Uh, every, every place, every wave is different. And uh, I didn't have the experience of so many different waves. Like, I mean, onshore, offshore, side shore, right, left, breaking over the reef, or, um, you know, it's a wind wave, or uh, is it a shore break? Uh, it's a small one. It's a big one. It's a lot of water. It's uh, <laughs> You know, it's a strong one. It's not a strong. I I didn't know like a lot of these things. You know. Yeah. So uh, and then so first day I I saw the spot. There was like kind of no wave. It was super flat. And then I was like, really? Like I mean, I can't imagine that you know there will be like so big waves. Yeah. Because like in Mauritius you always see a bit of wave. And um, yeah, but the, <laughs> the days after it was. Insane. <laughs> the short break was like three meters high. Wow. And I was now I was really peeing into my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was like I was shocked and I was shaking on my on my whole body. But I did it. Um, I went out and I got support. Uh, of a friend who was competing since a very long time. Nice. Um, and um, yeah, he was helping me so much. And like this, um, like this, it turned out uh, really good. Yeah. From that moment of being like super scared and shaking, what made you go for it? What made what made you have the courage to to just go for it anyway? you respect nature Always. Um, but, uh, but and it, it is like this it is like this always if you go out and step out you um, and the present is, is usually just happiness and 
be proud and um, moving one step further, you know. Yeah. And it's just like that. It's just like anything. If we don't take a step towards something that we want to do that may push us out of our comfort zone, that takes a leap of faith, that is scary, then we just stay in the same place that we've always been. Exactly. It's everywhere like this. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. I love that so much. What give us give me give us an example of a time where apart from this time where you just obviously said to yourself, I'm gonna go and do this anyway, because I've decided. I've made a commitment, I'm gonna do it. Have you got any other times where you've had to just make the decision and go for it because you know that the reward is on the other side? Yeah, that, that was um, in working, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I, was, I was asked to, um, to join the top management to go to Silicon Valley. Cool. To meet all, like, uh, trend scouting, but also to meet uh, new partners and um, to scout for new products and stuff. Cool. And, and um, there I was like, um, I, I said from the beginning of, yes, of course, I want to go. I want to see it. Yeah. But when I was there and then you, you know, you go into these meetings, you meet these Google people, you meet these <laughs> Facebook people, you meet this, you know, yeah. Uh, and then during the meeting, you, you, I mean, I, I found myself sometimes a bit shy, you know. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what? I mean, what should I say here? You know, why am I here? And yeah. But then I, 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 I was like, no, why am I here? They asked me to be here, so there's a reason why I'm here. Yeah. So. Come on, ask. Let's let's take the advantage for you out here and ask. It's only people, yeah, like you, yeah. And I did, and I asked, and I started conversations, and um, people were happy that I was interested, and um, I'm still in contact with some of them now. It's amazing, so, isn't it? As a, as a woman, I think this happens a lot, especially in the corporate world, of us not yes. thinking that we're worthy enough to be in a position that we don't deserve to be there and we almost sit back behind other people and yes. they shine the light rather than us shining ours. And I think it's a really good lesson to understand that we're all human, we're all, we're all the same. We all have yes. different strengths and we all have different weaknesses, but we're all one. And when we yes. can feel that and understand that and have the energy there, we should be allowed, we should feel to be allowed to do anything that we want, say however we feel and yeah, essentially excel exactly. at what we want to excel. Yes. Yes. And if we, if we first, if we realize that, that we are actually all the same. 
some have this strength, some have this strength, some have this weaknesses, some have this weaknesses. Nobody is perfect. Yeah. Luckily, nobody is perfect. It would be so boring. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> so um, what? Like, just respect each other, and you know, like, um, give space to make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. You're never gonna get anywhere if you don't make a mistake, right? Yes, exactly. Awesome, Han. Well. I'd love to know another one of your scariest moments, apart from the one where you went and had to obviously go into the big ass waves. <laughs> Is, do you have another scariest moment? Um, can it also be about kiting or completely something else? Whatever you want, either way, doesn't matter. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> go for it. Okay, I have one um, really... Ah, no, okay, there's a third one. Um, <laughs> Pick the best one. <laughs> Pick your favorite. It's the third one. Okay. Um, okay, we, like, um, I was in Mauritius and uh, there was, like, there were no windy day in the south where we usually are. So we decided to go uh, in the north on a boat trip to to visit some islands and catch maybe some wind over there. So and then we came there like an insanely beautiful place. Like <laughs> crystal clear water, like corals everywhere, Amazing. like you know, like paradise. Yeah. And um like uh Usually, like, the guys were like uh, drinking a bit because they knew that there is not gonna be any wind, you know. Like, so everybody was like in a bit like party chilling mode. Yeah. And uh, and then I I I hold um, myself back because I knew if a little bit of wind will come, I'm gonna have the chance to go on the water because I was uh, the lightest one. So. That happened, and then uh, I took the really big kite of friends, and um, so it was already like kind of you know some kind of going down, and they said like okay they would you know they would just follow me by boat, or I gonna follow them, and uh, <laughs> whenever I want to land the kite I just make a sign. Sure. And uh, that was like just between two islands. And then I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And then, but before I started, like one guy came and said, okay, just, just, you know, just to make sure, just take this bandage for your leg. And then I was like, what kind of bandage is that? And he's like, yeah, it, you know, it's anti-shark. What? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh no, I didn't want to know and where then, the story is going. I was like, I was like, wait, <laughs> there are no shark attacks actually in Mauritius. I was asking myself as well, because there are a lot in La Réunion. Yeah. And it's kind of the same sharks. And then he was like, no, no, it's okay, you know, just, you know. And then I was like, okay, whatever, I'm going to do this now. I never heard about a shark attack in Mauritius, so yeah. it will not be me. So, um, 
Okay, I started this kite and then I started to go. They flew the drone and were filming and um, and then I was there was like suddenly I was really in deep blue water and everything around me was full of whales. Full. Whoa, no it was way. amazing. Wow. It was like even like on the horizon you, you, you could see like the tail of the whale, like oh my you know, goodness. like it was really it was insanely beautiful. Imagine. And then like after a while I, I was there like just enjoying, you know, like being part of nature. Um like two whales, probably a mother and a smaller one, the baby, like, came up just, like, I don't know, two meters beside me. Wow. And then I was like, first I was like, wow, and then I was like, wow. <laughs> and then I, it was like, okay, that's kind of scary. <laughs> what kind of whale was it? It was a sperm whale. Okay. Um, so they, they are like, they don't want to do anything to you, but no. if they are like, you know, if they come up in exact the moment where you are there, it's probably not the best thing. Yeah. And then I, suddenly I got scared. I was like, okay, now it's too much. <laughs> now there are sharks and there are like whales, like, you know, no, I want to land. <laughs> and then the boat was like really behind and they were like not following me. And the drone was not there anymore. And then I was like, what's going on? Like, you know, I was like super scared. I, I started to fly the kite like a beginner. Like, really, yeah. like I was like shaking Panic and scared. And so, and I was like, starting to to talk to myself just to not panic you know stay easy yeah and after a while they, they came so so I, I yeah so i could um put down the kite but they were super nervous like come lift the board just swim 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 fast and then i was like okay <laughs> it was a funny experience to be to be part of nature but probably it was a bit dangerous <laughs> Pretty amazing though, right? What an incredible thing to be so close to the whales. Yeah, insane. Fully insane. I remember when I was kite surfing in the Gold Coast and we went out and like I'm not, I'm still not that good at kite surfing. Um, and the waves were so much bigger than we thought they were going to be. And I lost my board. And so I was just body dragging, you know, just to go back to my yeah. board. And yeah. I had this moment where I was just like, oh my gosh, there's sharks over here. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not from Australia. So I just didn't really think about it. And then in one split second, I was like, oh my God, there's sharks around here. And I just like <laughs> lost it. And I was just like, I couldn't even see my board because there were so many waves that I had no idea where it even was. And I was just like, get me to the shore, get me to the shore, like freaking out. Um, luckily one of, the, one of the other guys 
sort of like grabbed my board for me and brought it back to me and he was like, go back to shore. And I was like, oh my God, he's seen a shark. He's seen a shark. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and then we got in and he was like, I just wanted to be a bit careful. I kind of forgot about sharks and thought you might be thinking about the sharks. And I was like, yeah, I was definitely thinking about the sharks. <laughs> just, it's so funny how you just don't think it about it when you're not used to being around them that it's just like, oh, well, why would a shark bite me? Like, I'm just a person dragging through the water. And then, yeah, it's amazing what can yes. happen when you start panicking, though. Yes. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty yes. scary. Um, cool, Han. So, right, last question. What, what's your best advice that you could give to our listeners? I know that you're all about, you know, living the life that you want to live um, and going for your dreams, which you clearly have done, which I absolutely love. But what is your best advice for our listeners? Um, I think as soon as you, like, if you decide to do something new or to step out of your comfort zone, like, it's, it's the first step to do and don't give up so, so fast because first you will feel insecure, um, it will feel weird. Um, you will make mistakes, um, but you need to because that's how you learn. Yeah. And then um, that, that's how you move forward and that's how you um, find your way. Yeah, I love that. And you're very much uh, a pretty good example of that too. <laughs> and so awesome hearing your story and I love I honestly I think the scariest thing that we've ever done has got to be my favorite question of the podcast and I just love all of the stories especially the all you adventurers and badass women have it's so cool it's it's super cool to to know you know that you can still get a little bit scared even though you seem completely invincible <laughs> oh yes definitely <laughs> Well, Han, thank you so much thank for, you so much jumping for uh, with us. letting me be part of your amazing uh, podcast. Um, amazing to have you with us. You're doing great. Thanks so much. That's, that's um, it's most appreciated. <laughs> I will speak to you very soon. Keep up the good work. And I'd love to know where can people find you? You want to share your Instagram handle or anything else if people want to contact you? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Irina Cheney. Just like it's. Uh, I'll put that in the show my... notes for people. Yeah. Perfect. Anywhere else that they can find you? That's uh, actually the place to find me. You can also find me on Facebook, but I'm way more active on Instagram. Okay, awesome. Maybe go check out some of Irina's amazing videos of her wave kiting it's pretty next level <laughs> thank you thanks han um, lovely to chat and i'll speak to you soon yeah I'll speak to you soon and maybe we will have a session together somewhere soon oh my god i would love that you can teach me everything you know <laughs> <laughs> i would love to if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and head on over to itunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five star review don't forget to join our free Facebook community called She's Unshakable, where we get to share our tips and tricks and experiences with building courage, resilience, and belief in ourselves. I look forward to meeting you in there.